All right. Good morning, everyone. How did you get on with your treasure hunts on the tables? Yay. Okay. Brilliantly, someone said. What word have you found? Can you tell me what word they've got? Ah, let's ask these two young men. Pearl. Pearl. Thank you. Thank you. You're absolutely right. Pearl is the word that we're going to be starting off to think about this morning. So I'm just going to write that on this piece of paper. Excuse my wiggly writing. I'm going to write it in a funny way. There we go. Now, I think I'm just going to um, put something on like this. And then you're going to tell me why I've got this on. Whoops. One minute. And of course, no pirate is complete without his or her colours. All right, so you better be good, boys and girls. All right, very good. Or I might come after you. Be careful. You might have to walk the plank. Okay, so be careful. Dorset pirate, yes. I can't do any pirates other than Dorset pirates. Very sorry about that. Right. Now, who are, who are. Right, first of all, why is I dressed like a pirate when we is talking about treasure this morning? Why, 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 why? Yes. Is it because pirates like treasure and tr- and we're thinking about the treasures of God, so like peace, love, hope, joy? Ah. <laughs> right, I- I'm going to stop. I think we've got another preacher here who is much better than me. Oh, my goodness. Well done. Remind me of your name. Jonathan. Well done, Jonathan. Can we give Jonathan a round of applause, please? Because that was a brilliant answer. Ooh, well done. Right, I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up. Yes, so I am talking about treasure to E this morning because pirates go in search of treasure, right? Now, first of all, as is the usual um, habit that we have at the lighthouse, I have a couple of jokes for you, all right? So, and of course, they have to be pirate jokes, right? So, why are pirates called pirates? <laughs> I've got someone over here who's going to do it for me. Right, it's all together now. Because <laughs> they are. Yay! Sorry, sorry, Trevor. <laughs> all right, very good. All right, now my second one, which I've gone and forgotten. What was my second one? Oh, yes. What did the ocean say to the pirate? Ah, pirates sail the oceans. What did the ocean say to the pirate? Ben? Sam. Sam. Sorry, Sam. Sorry, Sam. It's me pirate hat. It's made me forget things. He didn't say anything. He just waved. Ah, Very good. Ah, Very nice. Well done. Hey, you know the pirate jokes. All right. Okay, now we're going to start off thinking about treasure this morning, which is why I'm looking so peculiar. Please, could I have the PowerPoint up? All right, thank you very much. 
in a minute. Okay, so we started off with a treasure hunt. And I'm going to just get us to think a little bit about treasure. Yeah. Oh, yay. All right. So, a treasure chest. A pirate chest, a treasure chest. Traditionally, pirates didn't actually have a lot of treasure. They weren't really very wealthy people, but we like to pretend they were, don't we? And we, I want to start off thinking about someone in our country who has a rather a lot of treasure. So as a pirate, he's got a lot of treasure. But can you think of anybody in our country who you think has got a lot of treasure? Let's ask this young lady. Her Majesty the Queen. Yes, exactly. Well done, Her Majesty the Queen. And believe me, she has a lot of treasure. Woo. Let's go back one. There we are. And there's just a little bit of her regalia there. Her treasure, her crown jewels, are worth billions of pounds. Ooh. So, if you be any pirates here and you go in search of treasure, there's the place to go, to the Tower of London, where the Queen has all her jewels. She has some amazing jewels, and she has more than 23,000 precious stones set into her jewels. <gasps> right. Just ask your neighbour, have you got 23,000 precious jewels? Just ask them. You know, they might have. You never know. You never know. <laughs> if they said no, give them a hug or something, you know, just to, just to encourage them. Right. Next one. Hi. Right. Too far. Ooh. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Now. In the middle of her jewels are some amazing things. I'm just going to show you a couple of amazing things. Try not to lose. I think it might take my hat off. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, it's bobbing off. All right, in here is this amazing diamond. Can everybody see that diamond? Say, ooh. Because oh. believe me, this, folks, is a diamond. This is the Cullinan One diamond. It's almost the biggest diamond in the world, the biggest faceted diamond in the world. And that, it's about the second biggest, I think, now, because they found another one that's even bigger. But this is, you know, this is it. This is the, if you want to see a diamond, this is it. So I'm going to just hide my engagement ring, which is a lovely ring, but the diamonds are not quite that big. Cullinan diamond, there it is there. And there's another huge diamond there called the Cullinan II diamond because they were all both cut from the same original stone. So that is amazing treasure, isn't it? That's oh, sort of treasure that makes you think, oh my goodness me, oh, fantastic treasure. Now, we're going to be thinking a bit more about treasure this morning because treasure is very important in the Bible. And I'm going to tell you a story about some treasure this morning. Okay, so I wonder if boys and girls would like to come and sit around here. This is my storytelling chair. I won't need my cutlass. I'm not going to threaten you. I'm going to be quite safe. All right. Okay. All right, so are you ready to come and hear a story? And it's all about, it's Benny's story. Okay, and treasure is an important part of this story. So you need to sit quite comfortably. 
You can stay with mummy and daddy if you prefer. I don't mind. Okay, so let me tell you a story about Benny. Is everybody ready? Everybody ready? You all right? Bear a story? Yeah, okay. Just on a Sunday morning, have a good story. Okay. All right, I'm going to tell you a story about Benny. And Benny was a very good Jewish boy. And he lived about the same time as Jesus, but I don't think they ever met. When he was a little boy growing up in Jerusalem, Benny collected treasures. Now, Benny couldn't walk down the street, any street, without picking up something that might be useful or it might be valuable. Under his bed, he had boxes, bags, pots, rolled cloths, all containing different treasures. He had bird's eggs, shells, seeds, a bent Roman coin, fragments of coloured glass, a bead from a necklace, part of a brooch, and he had his favourite treasure, a split stone, which he had found, yeah, Benny's own treasure, and inside that stone, he thought he could see stardust gleaming, oh, very temptingly. And he tried to get it out with the point of a knife, but that didn't work. So I just had to keep the, keep the stone hidden away, rolled up in a piece of cloth, which he then put inside a special box. So Benny was really a little boy who was a bit like a magpie. When he saw something shiny, he wanted to collect it. His mama always said that one day he would find something really special, but he hadn't quite got there yet. A boy called Abram lived next door to Benny, and they were great friends. Although he did get rather bored when Benny spent the whole time looking for treasure, Abram was tall, skinny, and rather lazy. His family owned a small field where they grew fruit and vegetables, but Abram always hid away somewhere when his dad wanted him to help. Oh, dear. Benny, on the other hand, was short and round and always busy, very busy. When he grew up, Benny had to do the sort of thing that grown-ups all have to do. He had to find a job. And his first job was running errands for Mr. Cohen. Now, Mr. Cohen was a merchant and he bought and sold precious stones. Oh, mm. While Benny was delivering messages for Mr. Cohen or fetching his coffee, he listened all the time to find out about the treasures that his boss bought and sold. And he peered over Mr. Cohen's shoulder to see what he was doing. And he memorized the names of all the people who did business with him. Over time, Mr. Cohen grew to like and trust Benny. He started to give him more responsibility. And he taught him all about the value of precious stones and metals. Diamonds, sapphires and rubies, Benny boy, are all worth trading, Mr. Cohen told him. But the real treasure, the greatest treasure of all, Benny boy, are pearls. If you want to be rich, look for pearls. Benny spent his days looking for treasure finding precious things to buy and sell for his wealthy customers. 
He worked so hard that Mr. Cohen couldn't manage without him, and eventually he made Benny a partner. Then when he retired, he gave all the business to Benny. So Benny was now quite a rich man. One day, Benny was walking to work as usual, but he was a bit late that morning. So while he was munching on his bagel, he decided to take a shortcut through Abraham's field. Oh, my goodness. Abraham's field was a mess. Oh, goodness me. Abraham couldn't be bothered to grow anything there, and so it had become a rubbish tip used by Abraham's family and everyone else in the neighbourhood. There were piles of rotten wood, rusty scythes, buckets, a broken pram, some smashed Roman coins, some smashed Roman columns, even a Roman soldier's cracked helmet. Absent-mindedly, Benny turned a few things over with his toe as he munched on his breakfast bagel. Then he saw it. Just a little gleam of light from the dirt in the ground. Oh, Benny bent closer. He moved some pebbles to one side and he found a small and very battered wooden box. Hmm. The sun came out from behind the clouds and something inside the box gleamed again. Benny prized the lid open. He gasped. He blinked. He gulped. Inside the box was the biggest pearl that Benny had ever seen. The biggest pearl. So big. It shone like a lantern in the midst of all the dirty rubbish in the field. Benny looked behind him. No one else was about. No one else knew. Quickly, Benny put the pearl back in the box. He dug a deeper hole and he hid the treasure in the earth. Then he rushed to find his old friend, Abram. Oh, oh. Abraham, my friend, oh, I would like to buy that field from you. What? My family's field? Huh. That's belonged to us for generations. Yes, but uh, you don't use it anymore, and I'd give you a good price. Hmm. Why do you want it, Benny boy? Um, I've got some um, great ideas about what to do with it. Oh, yes. Like what? Um, um, well, um, Abdul could graze his camel there, or I could grow uh, vegetables uh, such as sprouts. Abdul's camel died last year, and you detest sprouts. So what aren't you telling me, Benny? I'd give you a very good price. One million drachma, Benny. That's my price for that horrible little patch of waste ground. <gasps> One million? Oh. Benny went away feeling very sad. But the more he thought about it, the more he knew he had to have that pearl. So, Benny sold his business. 
He sold his donkeys. He sold his carts. He sold his house. He sold his furniture. He sold his sandals. He sold his toothbrush. Oh, and his pet hamster. Sold that as well. Everything. And then he went back to Abraham with one million drachma. Abraham's jaw dropped. He was speechless. Gobsmacked, in fact. You're mad, Benny. You flipped your lid, old friend. Maybe, said Benny, but I'd still like to buy your field. So he bought it. Now Abraham was very rich. Very, very rich. And Benny was poor. Very, very poor. He couldn't wait. Benny rushed straight to the field. He got down his hands and knees and he dug up the little box. Then he opened it up and he gazed in wonder at the glorious pearl as it gleamed in the sunshine. It truly was the most beautiful thing he had ever seen. Benny shouted and sang and he danced for joy. Abram looked out of his window when he heard the commotion. There was his friend in his old tattered clothes twirling around the piles of rubbish in the dusty field and shouting his head off. Whatever next? Was that horrid old field really so special? Maybe Benny really was off his rocker. Maybe he should take him to see a doctor. Abraham turned back into his room. Now, what would he do with all that money, all that million drachma? Hmm. He suddenly felt very lonely and his house seemed very empty. Meanwhile, Benny tucked the lovely pearl safely inside his shirt where it sat against his heart. He felt warm and happy. Ah, so happy. Happier than he'd ever been in his life. In a corner of the field, underneath a pile of dusty stones and a broken wooden cart, he found an old tattered deck chair. So he dragged it out and sat in it. It was a bit wobbly and lopsided, but Benny didn't care. He lay back in the sun, his hands behind his head, the pearl safe in his heart, And he smiled. And he smiled. He was the happiest chap in all the world. And that's the end of my story. And you can read Jesus' original story in Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 and 45. So I didn't make it all up, just some bits of it. I did a few details. But Jesus' amazing stories are in Matthew chapter 13, all about finding treasure. Now, you boys and girls need to nip back to your tables quick now, because we're going to do something else. Something with those letters of the word pearl. So, Benny has found a wonderful pearl, and we're just going to think a little bit about the meaning of the pearl. The wonderful treasure. First and foremost, I think the treasure is Jesus. (laughs) Okay, and those of us who are Christians have found 
the treasure, Jesus, the greatest treasure in all the world. Far greater treasure than all these wonderful diamonds. <laughs> because we have found the king of the universe to be our friend. So I want us to just look at the letters of the pearl just for a minute. Okay, we've got five letters. And I'd like to ask you, if you can, on your tables to think, okay, Jesus, what might the P stand for? What might it make me, what qualities of Jesus might P make me think of? What might E make me think of? What might A make me think of? Or R or L? What words can I think of? Just give you, are you ready to get your brains working just for two minutes? Have a quick chat on your table. What can you suggest to me for those letters? Okay. One more minute. <laughs> I'm very mean. One more minute. Pearl. The treasure of Jesus. What's he like? Ephraim, have you thought of something? Have you thought of something? P of P. Have you got something for P? What have you got? What do you think? What did you think of? What did you think of? Pirate? Is he like a pirate? A pirate's fun. Is Jesus like a pirate? Is he fun? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Because that's how you pray to him. Yeah. So he answers your prayers. He's a prayer answerer, isn't he? Yes. Okay, that's lovely. Well done. What's your name? All right. All right, let's, let's see what you thought of. Uh, some people have already come up giving me brilliant ideas. So let's have one from Ephraim. A for awesome. Hey. He's awesome. Another one. R could be for, for ruler of everything. Oh, yes. Another one. Anyone got another one? Lucy got one. Do you think of something? Peace. Great. P for peace. He's the prince of peace, isn't he? Oh, we're starting to find wonderful things out about our treasure. L, love. L for love. Yay. I'm going to put that in big letters. 
because I think that's the most important one. L for love. It's a little bit gig. L, L for love. Another one. Eternal. Right. Eternal. Yes. What else can we find out about our treasure? Anything else about our treasure? Come on, grown-ups, big people. Something more. Life, yes. Adventure. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's brilliant. Adventure. Leader. Leader, yes. Oh, it's getting better and better. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Oh, very good. God with us. Endearing. Yeah, that's a nice one. Endearing. Okay, precious. Present, ever present. If I put present there. Powerful. Any more R's? I've only got one for R. Righteous, thank you. Righteous. Redeemer. And real. That's a nice one. He is real. I'm going to put his real. Yes. Any more? Adoration. Adorable. Shall we have adorable? Is he worthy of adoration? If you're adorable, you're worthy of adoration. We could go on all day, couldn't we? Thinking of things for the Lord. There is so much. What we're discovering is God's wonderful riches for us, aren't we? All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, boys and girls. There's some great ideas there. Brilliant. Now, I just want to think a little bit more about treasure. Okay. Um. I want you to just turn to your neighbour and say to them, did you know you have an amazing treasure inside you? Just ask them, do they know that? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Because actually... Each one of us is a treasure chest. I started off with the picture of the treasure chest, but actually every person is designed to be a treasure chest. And if you were to turn in your Bibles, I don't want you to do it now because it will save time and I'll just read the verses to you. But if you look later in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, this is what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian church. For God said, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Now those are two amazing verses. That means that you are a pot or a jar and you contain something. And the something that you contain is so incredible. It is far, far more beautiful, far, far more precious 
than all the treasures in the crown jewels and in the Tower of London. Far more beautiful. And it's not an it, actually, because the pearl that we have within us is Jesus Christ. And the glory of God shines from his face within us. So the light of God shines within us. Now, of course, we are very ordinary people, aren't we? We're very human. We're very frail. We make mistakes. (gasps) Oh, dear, sometimes. Okay, but doesn't make any difference. God has decided to put his treasure inside us. In fact, we're a bit like those jars and pots because the treasure itself is what matters, not the outside, not the frailty of the pot. And the treasure is a light as God shines in our hearts. And we all know that real treasure is very shiny. If it doesn't shine, it ain't treasure. It has to shine. Very important. Jesus commanded us, didn't he, to live in him and he promised to live in us. Interestingly, the word that's used for jars of clay actually means pots made from burnt shells and then they were fired in a kiln. Which leads me on to think that it's a bit like being an oyster shell. I've got some pictures on the board there of oyster shells. Because natural pearls are formed in oyster shells. But when you look at the oyster shell, it's not really very special, is it? I mean, it's it's nice, but it's not actually incredibly beautiful. What is beautiful is the treasure inside it. The pearl inside it. And we are a bit like the oyster shells containing a priceless pearl. Now I'm going to tell you the story of a very famous pearl when I find my clicker. There's a pearl inside an oyster shell there. Oyster shell just opening just to show you. That's where the pearl comes from. All right, now this is a very, very famous pearl. It's called, it's called La Peregrina, the Wanderer, because it was first found 400 years ago. And it was found and then passed on to uh, traders. And then it was passed into, it came, found its way to the royal families of Europe. And finally, here it is being worn in the 1500s by Mary Tudor, Mary I. Queen Mary, who was queen before Queen Elizabeth I. There's the pearl, most amazing pearl. And it doesn't, you don't just see it on pictures of Mary. It's all the pictures of famous people, particularly the ro- members of the royal family of Spain. They are pictured with La Peregrina somewhere on them because it was at that time probably the biggest, most beautiful pear-shaped natural pearl ever found. Usually pearls are all different shapes, but the shapes that are prized most are the beautiful round ones, the spherical ones, and the pear-shaped ones are very rare. And that one, as you can see, is a beautiful shape. Eventually, that pearl, (laughs) and this is funny, isn't it? It found its way into various rich families 
actually in America and in England. And eventually, it was purchased by, believe it or not, Richard Burton to give to his wife, Elizabeth Taylor. And she had it set with a fantastic necklace. And went and there are various famous pictures of Elizabeth Burton wearing La Peregrina. Now, why am I telling you the story of La Peregrina? Because of the person who found it. And the person who found this pearl was a black African slave. And he was in the Gulf, I think it's the Gulf, remind myself which Gulf it is. Yes, he was in the Gulf of Panama in the early 1500s, probably about 1520. That's when the first black African slaves were ended up in the Gulf of Panama. And he happened to find this pearl and he gave it, had to, he couldn't keep it for himself, so he gave it to somebody else. But do you know what? Because he'd found the pearl, he was set free. Yay! He was made free. And when you find the pearl of great price, when you find Jesus, you are set free. You are free forever. You are free indeed. Because the Bible tells us if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is true freedom. And this is what God has for every man and woman and boy and girl. And I just want to ask you to think this morning, do I have that pearl in my heart? Am I free? And if you're not, don't walk past the treasure. Do what Benny did. Sell all you have in the sense of making the treasure the most important thing for you. Pick up the treasure. Have the treasure. Have the treasure that Jesus himself, giving himself to you. Don't miss your opportunity. Don't walk past the treasure. Don't leave it in the little box in the ground. Buy the field. Have the treasure for yourself because God has given it to you. It's there for you. One last thing. <laughs> I think it would be good if we had a couple of things we thought of that we might aim for this week and we can pray together. So I'm going to ask you on your tables to get together and pray. Please, mums and dads, play with children. Children pray with each other. Adults pray together. So ask for two, you can ask for two things, I think. Let's have a little treasure hunt, shall we, with God. Ask God for something you need, a treasure from him. What would you like God to give you this week? You know, God is so generous. God loves to give things. He can't help, you know, one of the languages of love is gifts. But God just, he just does it all the time. God has to give, 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 give. Jesus is the greatest, the most beautiful gift that God the Father could ever give to us. Ask God for a treasure, for something for this week. And ask someone to pray with you about that. And ask God as well to give you, this week, a treasure to give to someone else. A blessing. Something that you can give to someone else. Boys and girls, it might be something you can do for someone at school. 
Just think about it. Is there someone at school you could do something good for? Okay, you can show them the love of Jesus. Is there? Have a think about that just for a minute. Okay, let's take a couple of minutes, lovely people, and let's just pray about that. Thank you. So your treasure for God to give you, a treasure for you to give to someone else. Ask him for that. Okay, has everybody had a chance to think of something and to pray? Thank you, Jane, very much for that. It's an amazing word.